Long, way outside for the three. He's got it. He's got it. It's good. Season for Texas, they finished 34 and 0. The number one ranked team from beginning to end, winning their first NCAA championship. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Texas 24 podcast on the Dave Campbell's Podcast Network. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again from a new apartment is Ishmael Johnson. New setup, new ish. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, no, I can't find my mic or headphones, so it might sound a little bit low tech on my end. But uh, I'm just happy to be moved in because I didn't tell you this. This is probably the worst. Moving is never fun, right? Yeah. Moving is never, never a great time. It's probably the worst moving experience I've had. How about this? In, in all of my moving experience, I've never had. So this time I had movers for the first time. Uh, set up something like a month ago, right? Like I was like ready to go. Here we go. I'm going to set this date. Uh, they get They get here. Everything's loaded. They start to they start to load everything up. No problem. Blah blah. I'm loading up my car full of some stuff. Like I take my TV with me and things that I don't want in a truck. Um, and so I notice that they're working on something on their truck. I was like, "All right, it's, it's weird. It's, 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 yeah. You know, look, they're almost done loading, so I'm not I'm not too bothered by it. So I go to get my keys from my new apartment, and I'll say, "Hey, I'll be back. I'm gonna go get my keys, so we can just head right there." So I get there and they're like, hey, yeah, our starter's not, not, uh, not working. I was like, oh, oh, okay, cool, cool. Uh, yeah. He's like, yeah, just give me a second. I'll just, yeah, whatever. Oh, okay, sure. You, do. you don't sound worried, so I'm not going to sound worried. Yeah. So I go and basically start to unload my car at my, the new apartment. And I get no word, no text, no call from these guys. I'm like, hey, okay like all right let's see what's uh i got so i drove back to my apartment they're still in the same spot in my parking lot my old parking lot i was like hey what's what's going on he's like i i, I don't know this, this is a new starter it worked great blah, blah blah and so long story short fast forward two three hours they're like hey my mechanic's on its way uh we got to figure out what's go what's going on with this i don't know what's really happening uh i also helped them push the car or it's not it's not push the truck a little bit because it was because of course when you're like in a huge when you're in a parking lot you got to park it and you're probably blocking in some cars right so i was i start to go unload whatever or continue to unload whatever i have at my place so i get a call hey can we uh can we you know i my my mechanic's not gonna be able to get out here till tonight can we just do this tomorrow i'm like (laughs) wait what like you, 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 bro, my, you mean, you mean the truck full of my stuff? Oh, my. we're just going to give back to that tomorrow. And so like, for me, I'm like, again, I'm, I'm stuck because what do I do? I can't say no because the cars, the truck's not moving. So yeah. like, and so I'm like, uh, so is it going to be safe there? And so he's like, yeah, you know, we locked it up. Blah, blah, blah. We asked the apartment department says it's cool things like that and so i was like okay well uh can we do it like first like nine o'clock tomorrow like can we do it immediately and so he's like yeah yeah once we get we'll have to tow this to our lot switch trucks and then we'll get it going and so i was like okay just let me know um i said i say nine o'clock and so i'm at uh, the next day i'm like whatever i'm stressing out i am like yeah furious obviously but i also know that stuff happens right and so I'm trying to keep it cool, cool and calm, all this stuff. He's swearing to me that he's like, oh, price is going to be fair. Like, I'm not going to, you know, this isn't, they charge hourly. So he's like, I'm not going to like, you know, charge you for this insane price. They end up charging me minimum, which was great. But um, they, so next day I get up at 8.30 and nine o'clock comes around. Hey, we're running late. Okay, cool. Blah, blah, blah. 11 o'clock runs around. Oh <clears throat> my God. Hey, we're, we're about to, blah, blah, blah. my guy didn't show up uh so it's just me and so i'm like all right so all right whatever man uh so he gets here it's just him oh and he's loading everything into his personal truck and so at this point i go from like furious 
to like feeling bad because <laughs> like he's having to like and again i have a full like this this is all my stuff i have a couch i have a tv i have all this yeah. stuff. and so he's like personally low like it's not a two-man it, it's very much a two-man job with one person and so he's like legit and he's not a big guy he's like a, a you know middle-aged uh middle-aged yeah. guy so like but he's like taking my bookshelf i'm on the third floor mind you he's like taking my bookshelf by himself he took my peloton by himself i'm like and i'm like offering because like i have i had a um i pulled a muscle when i was working out and so i had an icy hot on my on my arm on my bicep and so he's like oh no man you're good you're good blah blah, blah. like and i was like what i was like at least give me a box right like can you like <laughs> can can i like i know i'm paying you to do this but like i feel bad watching you like go up yeah because no one else came me. through <laughs> right right and so oh, God. uh and so he was like perfect like be be, I think it was because I was patient with him. He was like so gracious to be like, oh, thank you so much, man. I, this will never happen again. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I can't believe all this stuff happened. And mind you, all these guys have great reviews on um, on Google. So it's not like this is a shady practice and all this stuff. Like, I, was they, like, they, I was like, who'd you hire? No, like by all by all accounts, like this was like a very like stuff happens kind of thing. Yes. Um, and like I said, he ended up like I helped him with a call. I helped, I ended up helping him with a couple boxes because I was like, I'm not gonna have this guy die yeah. <laughs> trying to carry up like my couch, right? Um, but the way, like, I don't know. Long story short, all my stuff got here. It was about six o'clock when we got done <laughs> yesterday. Holy but um, yeah, it, it, I do want to give a shout out to that guy. I'm not gonna name him or the company, but I do it was just a personal shout out just because he he ended up getting it done, right? I mean, yeah. his truck broke down. He made two trips with his personal pickup truck and like ended up getting it done. Um, he charged me minimum, but I tipped him pretty well just because I'm like, I get that I'm, you know, you probably like, I can't charge this guy really anything right now. But yeah, I, I genuinely felt bad because it he was, again, when I saw him with my couch on his back going up three flights of stairs, <laughs> you see, Bruni's looking at my couch right now. This is a leather couch. Yeah. Metal on the bottom. Like, this is not an easy thing. So oh my that's my long God. spiel about the worst moving experience I've had. I was gonna ask, I, why why couldn't they just bring a truck to the old apartment and then change them there just real quick? No, maybe they just didn't want to take up more space. I don't know. I that was, no that was my first question. But I have no wow. idea. But yeah, when I saw him pull up in his personal truck by himself, I was like, you are kidding me right now. <laughs> like this dude is not about to. And again, he's not a young dude. He's not old, but he's not a young yeah. dude. And yeah, long story short, got all my stuff. So <laughs> Yeah, there you go. We're, we're good at this point on Sunday, yeah. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good story. That's my long, long spiel about moving into a new apartment. <laughs> that, that's the end of the podcast. We just wanted to update y'all on Ish's life real quick. Um, but no, we uh, have a we have a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, a I lot that doesn't have to do with moving in. A lot to talk about. Um, because I was ready to start the podcast. I, we're off the rails already. I was ready to come in here. I I I told you push the or I asked if we push podcast back to twelve. Yeah, because I didn't do anything yesterday. I sat on my couch just watch basketball. So I was like, I have sure. to go to the gym. I have to do something active. And so I went to the gym. I'm only from like ten to eleven. Played pickup. Yeah. And, it was it was fine, but it was also awful because I hate when your opponents are nice to you. Like, like I cross over, I did a little reverse layup, and you're like, yeah. man, that's a nice move, man. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Like, like I will not be complimenting you if you cross me over and go. Right, right. But it just makes me so uncomfortable. I'm just like, no, we're, we're, don't need to compliment me. Like ah, you're 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 out for blood, and they're like, yo, man, that's a great shot you got. Well, the thing is. And they, I guess I came in and they had already been playing. They played like a couple of games, like threes. And then I filled in yeah. and they were all nice to each other. Like all of them, like, and I'm just like, here, just, I didn't toss. Like, I'm just here playing, like, you know, getting my buckets. I had the first like three points for my team. I was like, are y'all going to help me? I didn't say this, but like, they're all just compliment each other. I'm like, come on, let's play. So anyways, that's, that's, that's my spiel. I'm like, stop. Being I, had nice one guy ask, I, I did have one guy in college ask me where, how I got, I don't, it was, it was weird. It was awkward. He was like, he was asking me how I got a good jump shot. <laughs> I was like, Hey, do you practice? Like, do you just like shoot? And like, I tell, I kind of told him some of the drills I do when I warm up and all that. And he was like, but while I was leaving, he was like doing them. 
but it was like it was like really weird <laughs> it was like it was like a genuine like hey that's that's a really great shot again i was he was on the other team yeah. like, that's, a really, that's a really like really good consistent shot how do you just like get and i was like i've never had anybody ask me that before and so i was like i just kind of do this when i warm up blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the most the most i'll tell someone if, if they hit like a tough jumper on me i'll be like good hit like right yeah. right yeah exactly right exactly like if i if i if i hit if i'm like contesting right there and he nails it i'm like ah, good shot like that's it that's it like that's that's the most i would give somebody or if it's like or if it's like a tough make i'm like tough yeah. make like yeah. you know stuff like that but yeah. that, can't cross nice layup, bro. <laughs> yeah you can't cross me over and go finish on me and then i'm like man you did you did that man you did I, that i'll be yelling expletives if you cross me up <laughs> like, no no i'm fouling you that's what i'm doing <laughs> No, I have, I'm the, I'm 100% the type that you're the foul. Like raise your hand. Well, oh also God. because yeah, raise my hand also <laughs> because I'm short. And so like, if I, if I get posted up or something, boom, hack the arm, hold your hand up, they get pissed anyways. So, um, there's no transition here. Texas tech went two and O on the week, beat Baylor at home in front of Patrick Mahomes Yep. and uh, a raucous crowd. I mean, Texas tech's crowd looks like it's the best crowd in, the state at least and then if not maybe but i mean we're talking we're about to be talking like top five in the country right now. yes like in the country they look amazing every single game and then they go on the road against texas texas is a favorite um quote unquote yeah a favorite uh i think there was three i think i was gonna say on the road quote unquote oh on the road quote unquote yes we'll talk about that uh they end up beating texas 61 to 6 to 55 and in the second half, kind of take control of it. And tech, Texas fights back. Uh, they come all the way back, and they tie the game or cut it to two. I don't have it in front of me exactly. Uh, but I believe they tied the game. Yeah, they tied the game, and then Tech pulls away in the end and, and wins, which, again, we'll, we'll have to talk about this team ceiling. But what were your kind of takeaways from, from the, two, the two wins this week? Like, it, this, is the, this is the toughest team in the country, right? Tech, like, easily. Um, and they do, they seem to do it like obviously they have the defense to, to fall back on, but it seems like every week it's somebody different kind of taking over. And I feel like if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that Bryson Williams would have been their consistent, like their consistent guy as far as like he's good for 15 basically every game. I would have been a little, I would have been skeptical because it's like, you know, it's a hard jump from Conference USA to the Big 12. He was he's a good player, but he was still a flawed player. And, and now I wonder how much of it was like with the system at UTEP, him not, I don't say him not fitting. I think he fit system fine, but maybe like being asked to do maybe too much. Maybe there was some compensating going on for uh, some kind of missed, kind of a mismatch of talent there at the time or what, but he's fit like a glove and he's like, he is their consistent guy every single game. He might not be the leading scorer, but he's definitely going to have like 10 to 15 points every single night. Um, and when they're struggling, like he's the guy that they look to, whether it's a, through a pick and pop or through something at the top of the key, or he has great hands in the post and he'll just like get a little easy bucket just to like quell a run. Um, and honestly, I think it was perfect. I think this Texas game was perfect because Texas was the team that had a lot of those droughts, right? Where it was like three minutes without a bucket, five minutes without a bucket. I think at one point it was eight minutes without a bucket. And mm-hmm. Tech, traditionally, it was, it was kind of Tech was, was that kind of team. But Bryson Williams is that guy where you're like, we need a bucket. Where's Bryson? Like, what, like he could be the guy that's cooking or the guy's not cooking, but he's somebody who you can throw the ball, throw the ball into and he's going to get you a bucket. And from these last two games, you know, you go against a Baylor team that, was playing pretty well. I mean, I think, I think Baylor really played this game really well and tech played one of their best offensive games of the year and came away with a win still. Yeah. I mean, there was no Kevin McCullough here for Texas tech and no Trey Mitchell for Texas. Trey Mitchell is um, a personal, uh, personal leave. That's all personal leave. That's all we know. So (laughs) both teams were without one of their best players. Um, I think Kevin McCullough is hoping to get back soon they said on the broadcast um they're hoping to get him back soon which is good because i wasn't sure how long he'd be out after that ankle injury but bryson williams man i i can't say enough how impressive it is what he is doing here like i and the thing is texas is texas i mean to talk about them real quick i they kind of just are what they are and then what they are what they've been all season to me they've continue to rely 
on guys that have been inconsistent. The, the flow of the offense isn't there. Marcus Carr ends up with zero points. And I just don't understand how that can possibly happen. Um, which is on, it's on him. It's on beard. It's on everybody in that team for your starting point guard. And going into the season, the guy who we had maybe as even the best player on this team, mm-hmm. just to have zero points in a game of this magnitude in a game that this team probably, I don't want to say needed to win, but could very well have used a win here. Yeah. It, felt like they were just flat for part of the game. And that's just how it looks every time you watch Texas play is there's stretches where they're just like, they have no identity. They have no idea what they're doing. And like you said, if you would have told me before the season, Christian Bishop and Timmy Allen were getting outplayed by Bryson Williams and Kevin O'Banner. I mean, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked, but that's where we're at in this. That's where we're at in this point of the season. That's where to go to just look at the bigger picture I know a lot of people who like Texas and watch Texas basketball and Texas fans are starting to try to convince themselves that this team is not that talented. And yeah, from a, <laughs> I'm seeing that. I think there was an article. I don't remember if there was an article or whatever, but there was talk about how, Oh, they don't have NBA players on this team. I'm like, NBA players don't win college games. Right. Like, yeah, sure. Jabari, uh, Jabari Smith over there at Auburn and Walker Kessler. Like you have, you have your Auburns, you have like maybe your Kentuckys over there, but you look across the board here, like Baylor, like you go to list teams that are really good. Like, yeah. Like who's, who's the guaranteed NBA star on tech? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's, there's none. And they're doing it the same way that Texas did it. Right. They're bringing in transfers um, to fill in holes. They brought in O'Banner and Williams. Texas brought in Bishop and Mitchell and everybody else. It's mm-hmm. just worked better at Texas Tech. And for you to, for Texas fans to start coming up with an excuse like, oh, maybe there's just not that much talent on this team. And I understand why you're doing it because you're scared that, you know, maybe this Chris Beard isn't that great of a coach. I still think that Beard's going to have success at Texas. This is yeah. just a bad year. You can admit that this is a bad year for him and this program mm-hmm. without saying it's a complete indictment of Chris Beard. I think Chris Beard's going to be fine. Yeah. But this, to say that this team doesn't have talent is ridiculous. This team has way too much talent. And I, I don't even care. Like, I'd rather have a all-big, all-conference player from the Big Ten, all-conference player from the Pac-12, an all-conference player from here and wherever, than I would rather have uh, Jeremy Sohan from Baylor, like, sure. or even a Kendall Brown. Like, Kendall Brown's been really good. But, like, if you tell me before the season, I'd have a, you know, top t- – maybe, like, the 20th best player in the country against – Marcus Carr, like I'm taking Marcus yeah. Carr here. So right. th- I, I don't want to hear that excuse anymore. Um, just admit that this has been a letdown. It's been a letdown and it's not like Beard's on the hot seat or anything. He's going to be fine and right. have plenty of years to get this right. But this is a loss that Texas Tech exposes what Texas isn't. Yeah, And I don't know how else to say that, but that just makes sense when you're watching these two teams play. No, no, I, th- I think that's a great way to put it, that they expose what Texas isn't. And I think, you know, we, we had this discussion earlier in the year when they had some, I think, I don't know if it was after the Kansas State loss or when they lost to Kansas State and Iowa State thing back-to-back. Like, when I say, I, I chalk this up to Beard just getting it wrong, right? I think he, and this isn't, again, this isn't to say that Texas doesn't have talent. They have incredible talent. What, it, what this is to say is I think Beard got it wrong with the type of talent he got, right? And that falls on him, right? That fall because he's the one that him and uh, I know Rodney Terry and then Ulrich Malagy and then those assistants, they had a, a, something to do with that too. Um, and so I know very much that, that they, they definitely saw this as an opportunity to, to um, uh, as an opportunity to go assemble essentially an Elite Eight Final Four team right in an off season and when you say because i've seen that where it's like ah this team isn't isn't it right and it's like no this well one yes this team isn't it but it's not because the players aren't good you have kentucky starting point guard last year as your first guard off the bench right you have an all caliber all conference caliber guard in andrew jones coming back you have another guy who's potentially in courtney ramey a potentially all conference guard um coming back you have marcus carr who was what like a lot of people considered him the top, a top five player returning in the country last year, uh, heading into the season. Uh, Timmy Allen, obviously, who was a, a first uh, pack, all Pac-12. Uh, Trey Mitchell, all-conference. Right? You have these all-conference players coming together, and you have a glue guy like Brock Cunningham who can do what Chris Beard wants to do. 
Um, and then you have some interesting pieces like a Dylan DeSue Christian Bishop who Dylan DeSue. Dylan DeSue, I didn't even know he led the SEC in rebounding last year. Yeah, said on the yeah exactly. right, right, yeah. And so, like, you have an insane amount of talent. But what I think, what I think we should, and I think I don't know if this is. A, I wonder going forward if we see because we're going to see Texas do this again, right? Because I'm I'm curious to see what Texas's roster looks like in terms of players coming back next year. Um, I don't think Marcus Carr is coming back just because I think he'll test. I think he'll test the pro waters because I don't know if he'll, he can afford another year like this. Yeah. Um, and so I think he should test the pro waters. I think he'll obviously go to the combine and all that stuff. But I do wonder what exactly this team looks like. Andrew Jones probably obviously not coming back. I, I have to see if Courtney, I don't know if Courtney Ramey has any more eligibility, but regardless, well, they'll, they'll probably bring in about three or four new guys that are uh, Arterio Morris coming in from high school and things like that. Um, the thing is, I wonder if they look for the transfer route. I wonder if they go a little bit more Texas Tech to where they look for, there was, let me put it this way. There was something Mark Adams saw in O'Banner and Bryson Williams game at their, at their previous stops that I didn't see, right? Because I didn't think they'd play defense, point blank, right? I didn't think they'd be able to play the defense that Tech wanted to. Yep. Mark Adams saw something in that and said, no, no, you can get these guys to play defense, whether it's a system and they can fit that system or what. I wonder if Chris Beard takes a look to be like, hey, we're going to go get this pretty good guy from a mid-major school that can really play our system, and we're going to make this work. Instead of, I'm going to go get the best player in the Big Ten and have him not score 20 points a game, right? To score 10 points a game or whatever Marcus Carr's average. I wonder if, because to me, that's a good point when you say about how these two programs are really uh, interesting uh, antitheses of each other. Tech wouldn't just grab guys that could fit, right? O'Banner, Bryson Williams, you have stretch bigs, you can guys that can hang down low, and they just put guys around them. Um, Texas, I think, went for the big swing. And, you know, to their credit, we all bought it. We yep. were like, oh, man, this, this, is, this is a Final Four team, right? Yep. Um, Baylor, Baylor got guys that fit a system. James Akinjo. Scott Drew says, okay, I'm not going to have three ball handlers that are going to be the same level as last year. So I'm just going to go get one guy that can just run an offense yep. and then we'll fit other things around them. I do wonder what it looks like now for Texas because it looks like, I mean, ceiling, we're talk, we can talk about ceiling for both these teams. Tech yes. looks like an Elite Eight Final Four team, right? Yes. Texas looks like a round of 32 team right now. Max. Yeah. Like if they, it, when when texas makes the tournament what seed are they going to be like if we had to theorize like i i haven't looked at the latest bracketology if you if you want to look that up yeah i'll, um, I'll look at, i'll look up there but I'll, just off the top of my head i'm like if they get a six or seven something like that yeah. you're going against a 10 or an 11 in the first round like those aren't going to be easy easy matchups um right. i don't know what their net is um i'll let you uh whenever you get so, it so let's see they have so this was two, they haven't updated it yet. So two days ago, they were four. Okay. Um, and so let's say they get a five. Right. I was about to say a five or a six. See, honestly, yeah, no, if they get a five or six, they're done. Who um, would they play? So the, if they get a six right now, they would basically play Villanova next month. But who Perhaps, would they play? They would they they possibly would get an Oklahoma in the opening round. That's what I'm saying. Who would they play in the first round? Like an yeah. Oklahoma caliber, like. That's pretty get, terrifying. I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. If they if they if they somehow, which again, tournament still happens, they could, you know, tournament's weird. So they could they could do something there. Yeah. If they get a four, I'm comfortable saying they can get to a sweet 16. I think they can inch their way to if they can get a four. If they fall to a five or a six, yeah, it gets it gets scary hours because then you possibly get Oklahoma round one. You possibly run into a Purdue or Villanova in round two. Yeah, and we're just saying like ca these caliber because they won't put Oklahoma against Texas in the right, right, right. Yes, but that but that caliber of team, right? Where let me look at the elevens right now for Joe Lenardi. Yeah, so he has Oklahoma, Michigan slash Memphis, which Memphis is playing a lot better right now. Yeah. Rutgers, uh, San Francisco, which is whatever. But yeah, like so, if you run into Michigan in the opening round, are you kidding me? Yeah, like Michigan's not great this year, but that's still not a team I want to see in the tournament first round. I mean, well, the thing about the Texas, this Texas team is, and we, we've said before, I mean, like we watched them get pushed by Oklahoma to overtime. Right. Um, we watched them beat, they beat Kansas, but then they lose to Iowa State, they lose to Kansas State. 
I, I just don't have a feel for this team. I'm not going to be picking this team to go to the Sweet 16. That's for sure. So, um, the second By round. Way, another transfer. Uh, another transfer that I wanted to hit uh, hit on was um, Adonis Arms. Like that's a guy who just who just fits right. He, he just off the bench at Winthrop. Yeah, and so Chris uh, Mark Adams was like, "Yeah, no, I can make that work," and he's been an integral part of this tech team this year. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, you mentioned it. Tech stealing at this moment is final four like and once you get to the final four who knows what can happen because who knows who else is there with you who knows if there's a seven seed there you're playing and you know uh at that point all bets are off but i i look at this team as a final four caliber team and that's incredible i mean for them for us to be saying i and i think they're the best team in texas at this point I mean, I, so. I them and Baylor, I mean, I'd put them over Baylor at this point. Now, I mean, the one thing I do like about this tech team, especially is, isn't this the exact type of team that could be, because right now I think they're like, they're legitimately like eight teams. I think that come in a title, like it's a weird year. Yeah. Um, doesn't this feel like a team that could beat Gonzaga? Yes. Yeah. Like, like 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like this, this, it's not as, it's not like last year's Baylor team, but this is a team that I think gets Gonzaga to play a style that they are very uncomfortable playing. Like, I mean, Kansas looked very, very uncomfortable. Yep. Um, and there's not many teams. Like, I've watched a lot of Auburn and Kentucky this year. I could see Texas Tech giving both of them a hard time. I think Auburn might be a worse matchup because of Walker Kessler and uh, Jabari Smith. But, like, yeah, we'll, we'll have to theorize all that once the brackets come out. But, um, yeah, Texas Tech – continues to roll and if you look at their schedule i mean they're 10 and 4 right now in conference they got oklahoma tcu kansas state oklahoma state as their final four games if they run the table which it's not i mean it's not a given they could lose a game if they run the table they're 14 to 4 kansas is 12 and 2 right now and kansas has a more difficult schedule moving forward i think they play baylor um in the coming weeks so yeah that is a big 12 run down there um, we were talking off air about how many men's teams could win their conference in Texas. And so I, I think we can bounce around after that, but big 12, obviously being one where they're going to be in contention. I don't know if they will. Uh, Kansas is probably the favorite there, but then we go just to rattle them off conference USA with North Texas, the American with Houston or SMU, the, um, the Sun Belt. We'll talk about Texas state, mm-hmm. the SWAC Texas Southern's in the mix now. And then the WAC will, Sam Houston will need some help, but Sam Houston continues to win. Uh, real quick, let's talk about North Texas because uh, – did you see the shot? I did not see the I shot. I will send it to you. I will okay. send it to you right now. I'm stopping this podcast right now and sending it to you. Hold on. Tyler Perry goes six of nine from three. He was their only offense against UAB. UAB was in total control. And then um, I texted to you. And then he is Tyler Perry just hits a three, then drives and kicks to Drez to Amar Drez McBride three, and then hits this three. Oh my goodness. And gets that fouled. If you look at the replay, he gets hacked. That is filthy. Seven footer Trey Jimison on him. Oh, at the I have two seconds left to yeah. beat UAB on the road in a game that North Texas really didn't have any business winning, but basically locked all but locked up the conference USA championship. North Texas now 13 and one on the year. Uh, their Ken Palm continues to rise. Let me see where they're at in Ken Palm now. 42 in Ken Palm now. Uh, net, they were already 41st. I don't know when the net updates, but they'll probably be top 40 in that. Yeah. Um, and now we talked about the, um, the other podcast, but this is a team that could be getting an automatic bid if they continue to win. If they win, win their last four games, which includes La Tech and UTEP, uh, if they win those four games and let's say they lose in the conference championship game, there's probably a greater than 50% chance they get an automatic bid. Yeah. Which is nuts. Absolutely nuts that this yeah. team could get an automatic bid in the NCAA tournament. Um, if obviously they win their next six games for regular season and then two in the tournament going into the championship. But yeah, that's a huge, huge win for North Texas. Um, can't really, uh, can't really put into words how crazy of a win that is, but conference champs, once again, I didn't know if it was going to be possible. They were predicted six in the conference coming into the year and 13 and one now 12 straight wins. I mean, they've lost once since Thanksgiving. 
and then we're in February 20th. Like nuts. Just no, I mean, like it's just nuts. Um, I want to really try to make that game against La Tech on Saturday, uh, February 26th. That's gonna there's gonna be a lot of people there. I already know. Mm-hmm. On, on, and uh, I think and UTEP just beat La Tech too. So that's a yes, that is a very vulnerable, very vulnerable La Tech team. Yes. Um, granted, they, they got right against UTSA, but we won't have to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but UTEP, did can you beat get them. right against UTSA? I don't know if you can get right. I think you just like. <laughs> It's, it's, you, have a little, you have a little, you throw the balls out and you, you know, you have a little have fun. Some fun. Yeah, exactly. Everybody has a good time. Um, 63-60, uh, UTEP beat them. Uh, Sule Boom decided to go off, I guess. I uh, had a double-double 20 and 11. But yeah, I know that's, that's, that's going to be a huge game for Texas because, yeah, like you said, they're basically playing just to punch their ticket without winning the tournament, which is nuts, usually at a mid-major level. <laughs> yeah, because last year, I read a story, last year, the committee, not by this isn't a strict rule, but last year, the top 42 in the net made, the, made the tournament regardless mm. of, you know, automatic bid or, or otherwise. Right. So, and they were 41 before going into that game. So they're going to be, you know, in the thirties. And if they continue to win, they win six straight games. They're probably going to be in the like 30 to 33 range, I'd assume. And then if, even if they lose to like, let's say UAB in the championship, right. It's not going to knock them out of like, to like, it's not going to drop them like 50. Like they're still going to be in that mix. So yeah. That would be that would be something, but yeah, shout out to North Texas for for winning that. What a what a win! Uh, let's talk about your team. Let's talk about Texas State. Let's do it. Winners of ten of the last twelve, and uh, now I don't have the 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 conference up, but now they are what tied for first, or they're they are they have the lead. They have leader. Right oh, now. they are ten and three. Yeah. They're two games up almost. Yep. So it it's been fun. Like I've, I've mentioned last week, how they're winning differently with more their more offense and more free flowing offense as opposed to kind of a, a constricting defense. But I mean, they played Little Rock, who was, I mean, Little Rock's not very good, but they it was still kind of one of the Texas State to me has one of those tendencies to where they play down, they can play down, mm-hmm. and so I was a little worried about this team, uh, this game heading into the because it was on the. Uh, in the midst of a three, um, in the midst of a win streak, obviously, Little Rock was also wounded. I think they were missing about two players. They only played about six or seven deep, basically six deep. Yeah. Um, and they started a little bit slow. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, what's going to happen here? They end up putting it away. Uh, ends up being a pretty comfortable, almost 20-point win. Uh, Mason Harrell uh, scores 19. And they, yeah, they just, I, it's it's interesting to see what like the program looks like now completely under TJ Johnson. And at the beginning of the year, it was like, okay, well, is it looked like they took a step back on the, on the court because I think they lost their opening conference game to Troy. They end up losing to UT Arlington their first game, the first time they played. And I was like, okay, is this team as good as last year? They ended up getting destroyed by Houston uh, in, the, in non-conference, and people thought that would be a lot closer. And then they just kind of kicked into another gear. Um, I think they're up to 140 in Kempom because, again, that slow start really, really hurt them. But, I mean, this is a team that, that right now I think they're tied with App State, who uh, I think went to the con- – they upset them last year in the conference tournament, uh, App State did. Yeah. And I think they ended up winning the conference altogether. So I knew App State would be pretty good because they were basically running it back with everybody. But, um, yeah, I mean, now they're tied with Texas State for the lead, and it's, it's going to be a fun race down to the end. And I think – I mean, obviously Texas State has the inside track now um, after this – in the midst of this win streak. but. Yeah, just another team in Texas on top. Yeah, I know the Sun Belt has a really early conference tournament. Yeah. Like one of the earliest. Yeah, te- um, te- uh, Texas State has two more games left, I think. Yeah, so they have two games left. I mean, if they, even if they just split them, I would assume they win the conference. I mean, I don't know how they're doing regular season with like COVID. There were a couple COVID missed games, I, uh, it looks like. In right, state. right. Um, but hell, I'm if I'm Texas State, I'm claiming it. If I go if I go eleven and four and the next closest team is twelve and six, right? I'm claiming it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting a banner. Yeah, it's done. But yeah, the number one offense in the in the in the conference. Um, again, still number one in three point percentage, still number one in free throw percentage, no, number one in free throw rate. Still, I mean, so they're getting to line and they're making free throws. That's a huge deal uh, for this team. I'm. It's all about the tournament, though, right? It's all about the tournament. So, and one thing I will say, uh, if you haven't watched Texas State. The one thing I will say is if you catch them on a home game, 
watch the ESPN Plus broadcast because I mentioned this on Twitter. Uh, Suzanne Fox, who was the old uh, women's basketball coach um, for Texas State, she is the color commentator for the men, or for, I think for both, she does both. Um, she's spectacular. Like there are, she's such a, when it comes to color commentating, I love how th- you can get how some color commentators know how to be a color commentator. And it sounds, yeah. it sounds very plain, but when you're a color commentator, you're supposed to basically say, here's how whatever just happened happened, right? Here's how this horn set was set up this play. Here's how this high screen roll. And I love when color commentators understand that and know exactly what happens in a play. And that's why I think the, the logic goes to getting co- coaches to do this is because they obviously can see the game that way, but they can't always articulate it. If you're watching a Texas State men's or women's game, check it out because I genuinely love her color commentary because she'll go into like, oh, that's the third time this high screen and roll has gotten to them. Or that's the, you mm-hmm. know, like, blah, blah, blah. You can tell they're fighting over the, the you're, they're hard hedging now, right? It's, I love that kind of detail because like you learn something when you hear stuff like that. When you listen to a good color commentator, you learn something about the game that you're not maybe seeing right away. So yeah. just quick shout out to them. I mentioned it on Twitter because um, I was watching the game while I was unpacking and I was like, I can listen without watching it. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what's happening right now. Yeah. All right, another conference, uh, the WAC, Sam Houston State, is might not win it, but they're giving it their best at this point. I mean, uh, Seattle is 12 and two, New Mexico State is 11 and two, and Sam Houston State's 12 and three. Um, but Sam Houston State beat Abilene Christian on Thursday in overtime 75 71. Savion Flag, 20 points. Uh, Jaden Ray, 16 points. Uh, Tristan Ikpe, 11 points. So you didn't even get the, the big shooting night from. Uh, your guards that they use that they get sometimes they end up going five eighteen from three. But Abilene Christian, I mean, they shoot four of eight, four of twenty five from three, and commit seventeen turnovers. We know Abilene Christian can turn the ball over a lot. Um, I didn't watch this game, but it's definitely one of the more noteworthy games considering uh, Sam Houston State's meteoric. I think that's a good word. Meteoric <laughs> rise to the top of the whack at this point. Like we expected ACU and Stephen of Austin to be in this position, but nope, it is Savion flag and the same Houston state. So credit to them for, for winning that. And then also beating UTRGV the on a, uh, on Saturday on the road by six. So got three games left for Sam Houston against SFA grand Canyon and Tarleton, a very, very difficult stretch. Like, if they win those three, which I just can't see them winning those three, that's that's so tough. If they won those three, yeah, we're talking about a fifteen and three season from Sam Houston State. Even if they lose one, fourteen and four, like they their best player. <laughs> that's absurd. What did they go last year? Let me see. I have it. Last year they went thirteen and three. Yeah, fourteen and four would be incredible. That's that's coach of the year type stuff. Like that's legitimately one of the coaches. Like obviously, there's a lot of great coaches in Texas. Gonna list Mark Adams, Graham Castle, and uh, TJ. All right. of them. Hooten has to be in there. He's got to oh, be in there easily. So, uh, just want to give Sam Houston a shout out. Let's see. Uh, there's a big game at two o'clock here in the American between SMU and uh, Memphis at home. Yes. At, at home, at SMU. As we're, as we're recording, there's a Memphis, uh, Houston and Wichita State's also going on. How's well. Houston doing? Do you have that game still up on your new television? Uh, I haven't been paying attention, so uh, I can look it up really quick. Is it a new television, or is it just now have cable? It just now has cable. Houston is up at you half. Didn't, you didn't buy a new TV? I did not buy a new TV. I, 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 listen, man, when you got prorated rent, and you got to pay movers, and then you got your, your uh, whatever rent you had to pay on your last place as you were leaving, like, you don't I can't, can't be, don't buy, you don't buy a new TV. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will make this one last future purchases, but yeah, SMU, uh, nine and three again, only a game away from Houston here. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you say Houston was winning? Yeah. 20 to 24 at halftime. Okay. So if he, SMU has got to stay right there, cause if Houston sl- slips up, it's your time. It's your time to shine. Jankovic and company. Uh, <laughs> we know they have Memphis today. Like I said, then Tulsa and then Houston again. So if in look, they don't even need Houston to do anything. If they win out, if they win five five straight, which sounds crazy, I don't think. That, I mean, 
We don't even know about Kendrick Davis's injury. I was about to say Kendrick Davis. He didn't play against Temple. They lost. Or, yeah, they lost to Temple, which is a pretty bad loss. But yeah, um, yeah. If he, if he if he doesn't play against Memphis, I <laughs> yeah, not looking good. Um, but hopefully he's back for Memphis. If not, they're gonna have to just gut it out because that would that would suck that their season like coming off the Houston win, and then your season just tanking because you lose Kendrick Davis. Not saying they were perfect with him, but I mean they were, you know, hitting their stride to a degree. Yeah, this is one six straight. Yeah, so th- this will be tough. Hopefully he's back. We don't know anything at the moment, but just to keep that pressure on Houston for a bit, if nothing else, I I don't want Memphis to win the conference championship. That's what I do not do not. Yeah, that's like them. the that's like the nightmare scenario, isn't it? It's like it it feels like it's like not gonna happen, but it's also like still <laughs> there. Just, like, stay there. It's still it's like, please we go away. This, we wrote this team off so quick. And now- Penny, please chill. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, there's another conference uh, to watch. Um, what, what's left? We covered the WAC, Conference USA, the American Big 12, the SWAC. Uh, okay, let's go to Southland. Southland. We're poor Southland. I mean, we, we, were, we were all over Corpus, and they've, they've just – Louisiana schools have taken over the, the Southland. <laughs> All these schools that are that are now within an hour of me, <laughs> New Orleans, Nichols, and Southeastern, just all right there. Yeah, just um, surrounding you. They've taken over the, yeah. the Southland now. Corpus is down to four and six in conference now. Yeah, it's looking looking like the Conference USA women's that we were badgering okay. last, last podcast. <laughs> but now I don't know if we can do that anymore. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but yeah, there's your Southland update not looking hot for the texas teams um the swack though mm. texas southern mm-hmm. we, we we wrote them off too early wrote them off too early we, we maybe we gave southern too much credit i don't know i haven't seen southern play but uh texas southern is now 10 and 4 southern and alcorn state are both at 9 and 4 florida a&m is at 9 and 5 pv's at 7 and 5 i think i mean i let me look at the schedule Texas Southern has the number two defense in the conference. So they got Pine Bluff, easy. Jackson State, yes. Alcorn, no, they can go for it. What if PV ruins it? Last game of the season. I was about to say, that might be the one that – well, let me see. Yeah, because they beat – so so sub, they beat Prairie View in overtime last time. Um, Here's a question. How I, – I, I probably – They I lost have, to Alcorn. I mean, they lost to Alcorn. Alcorn's the other team in there that I think could trip them up too. You better not lose to Alcorn. Uh, I have a friend who went to Prairie View, so I probably should just ask him. But how how serious is the rivalry between Texas Southern and Prairie View? Is it like actually a rivalry? I, imagine, I mean, like the two HB, the two biggest HBs in Houston, in Texas. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be. I feel, I feel like it's huge. All right, then. Then PV rivalry game. I'm about to say, PV might come. Spoiler, up. spoiler. They might they might come for it. So I'll tell you this much: I don't think Southern. I can't see Southern tripping up. Like they have an mm. awful, like that is such an awful. Oh easy. yeah, <laughs> this is like this is the yeah. bottom of it. like Southern is moonwalking to this regular season if oh, if Southern loses one. Oh no! Like yeah, this I is just, a, this this, this this schedule folded so nice for Southern. Texas all Southern teams, cannot slip. All up. teams outside the top three hundred in Ken Palm for those wondering and southern is southern is winning this conference if texas southern loses one more game (laughs) yeah that's not good that's not good at all so yeah let's let's go texas southern pull it pull it through we need to rally baby we need complete monopoly of the southern conferences let's go um other than the sec because texas a&m no but everything else all right i think we covered all the other conferences though yeah good good conference rundowns um a couple Let's talk about the women. Uh, let's let's just do it with the same thing we did for the men. Let's talk about Texas. When yeah. in doubt, let's start with Texas because they go and beat Iowa State seventy three to forty eight. Um, and I watched a bit of that game, and it just like Texas defense was hellacious. They yeah. were just all over Iowa State. And Iowa State is a very guard centric team, three point shooting team, and Texas. That might, I mean, Texas just kind of loves that to a degree because they can pressure you and really take that out. If Texas doesn't get in foul trouble and doesn't pick up dumb fouls, right? they can win any game, really. It's just like the constant free throw attempts that they allow. It's the constant um, 
posts um the, it feels like they let the opposing posts get going too easily at times i don't know but this feels like a good matchup for them and so i'm happy they were able to pull it out and then they did beat uh west virginia as well so in this uh i think this was today so yeah, yeah texas hitting the stride yeah uh iowa state i think emily Jones, emily ryan and ashley jones had 14 turnovers combined uh, Rory Harmon got back to her her scoring ways, 20 points, yes. uh, 9 of 14. She had six of those steals and nine assists. That was That is a quintessential Rory Harmon game. Um, and I, I do like that, like, as, you know, as we've seen Texas struggle offensively and, and things like that, we do see that, like, they have that aggressiveness to rely on as far as defensively, where it's like it's, it may not be a shooting night, but we're just going to make this game grimy. And, you know, that Vic Schaefer loves to do that. Um, and so I do love that, like, Rory Harmon, she was scoring well in this game, but she could also just, like, make somebody's life hell on defense. Um, and they just basically used that to get their to get their game going. Yeah, but, yeah, like you mentioned, the, the key was staying out of foul trouble. Like, forcing turnovers and not getting beat to where you're having to make silly fouls or having to put yourself in bad situations and closeouts or, you know, clogging the lane, things like that. So. I mean, when's the last time we've seen a Texas opponent only shoot 11 free throws? Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> Yeah, Texas, was, like, that's crazy. 11 free throws for Texas. And then Texas only went to the line five times, too. Like, this is the cleanest Texas game you could ever imagine. <laughs> and not for nothing, the first time these two played, Texas won 66 to 48. And only um, only gave up – oh, so no, they, see, this, um, this game they let 27. Right, I'm counting it right now. So they've let up – let me see. Free throws right here, 11. Uh, so the last one was – the Texas first game they shot. They sh- oh, oh, you're ago. adding the recent ones. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So last one was uh, this one, and then Tech a couple weeks ago, and then January first, January fifteenth against West Virginia was seven, and then December eleventh against Idaho was seven, and then at that point you're talking about C- um, CSUN and uh, Southeastern Missouri State. Like that, those Simo. are the only times that teams have shot Simo. under twelve free throws against yeah. Texas. They foul a lot. That's it. Yeah. It's, 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 it is what it is. Exactly. So good win. <laughs> feels like a great matchup. Hopefully they can play them again in the conference tournament. Cause it feels like they have their number at this point. Yep. Um, I, mean, I don't have of, the, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, the men's teams, you know, what teams could win the conference. Like, I don't think Texas, Texas is kind of, out. I think they're out of the con- the big 12 race right now. Um, I think it's down to Baylor kind of doing what if, – if Baylor can pull it off. But it's still not quite – as we're seeing, Iowa State's very vulnerable. They're leading the conference right now, but Iowa State's very vulnerable. And if they slip up I – I did not check who Iowa State has left. Um, let me double-check here. Uh, but Baylor, I think – let me see. Baylor, Baylor has and, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Iowa State, and Texas Tech. Okay, and, so, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we did talk about off-air. Yeah, that Baylor – Iowa State game could be a de facto regular season championship game. Like, yeah. So Iowa State has, yeah, Kansas, Texas Tech, Baylor, and West Virginia. Kansas is, I think, third right now. Texas Tech can, I mean, we can talk about them now. I mean, they could beat anybody, apparently. Um, if, they did. They beat the Oklahoma. Teams are supposed to beat. <laughs> Except the teams are supposed to beat. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they got Baylor, and then they got West Virginia, who they'll beat. But Iowa State's in a pretty vulnerable position despite being in first. I'm still laughing at Texas Tech ending their eight-game losing streak with Oklahoma. I don't. I, I just don't. At Oklahoma, team. nonetheless. I don't get this team. <laughs> and and they, they don't have Bram. They lost Kadeja Fan and Bramber Scott for the year. <laughs> they're just like, I don't know. I don't get this team, man. They're, Ruining seasons. They're the weirdest team in the country. I don't care. Men or women, they're the weirdest team in the country. I swear to God. No, that's that's. That's a good point here. We get, yeah, we have, I'm thinking of another team that has the absolute, like, incredible, like, length of, like, spectrum. Like, they're either losing to who they, West Virginia yeah. <laughs> or they're beating Texas and Oklahoma. <laughs> it's a new award. There you go. Well, that'll be in our end-of-season awards. Weirdest team in Texas. Weirdest team. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'll have to think of some other candidates, but that's a, that's a good one uh rice men maybe that's kind of weird yeah. think about it um also here's a quick shout out we don't have to talk about this uh utsa women beat la tech i think they beat them by like double digits 
Okay. Quick shout out. Shout out to Karen Aston and them yeah. over there. Good win. Yeah. Like we like like we said, like UTSA, they're not good, but they're doing stuff that gets them in games and will get them an upset win or two. Uh, first year and it makes you know we talked about kind of how how oddly experienced that team is where it's like oh that's kind of weird why are they going kind of pretty experienced for a first year coach well that, that's why you know you get some foundation built and you can go from there so exactly um and then if conference state women we had written off everybody in texas and north texas said hold on sir we we are we're, we're still playing basketball over here we see I said, you, okay we see said, you okay. here Yes, I said, okay, I'm sorry. And they have now won six straight games. Um, I can't access the standings, but they just beat UAB uh, by seven, and UAB have been playing well. So they are tied for first in the West with Southern Miss right now. Well, that's what it comes down to. This coming week, they play Southern Miss on the road and La Tech on the road. Yep. And of course, we mentioned UTSA beat La Tech, so that puts La Tech a game behind. Uh, so they can if they can beat La Tech, that'll push them further back. And of course, yeah, if they can, oh man, if they beat Southern Miss, then we're all of a sudden we're we're cooking with gas again. Yes, we are cooking with gas. If North Texas, because I think if they just beat Southern Miss, even if they lose, I wonder how the seeding would work out. I don't know. They would have seven losses with La Tech and Southern Miss. I don't know, but um, that's a huge turnaround from two and six to eight and six i uh, oh, yeah. don't need to don't need to say how impressive that is but um will they i mean the east looks like a vastly superior conference and on the on the women's side i mean you have four teams in double digit wins already um so maybe it won't matter but this is a north texas program that made the semifinals when they were a i think 11 seed one mm-hmm. year, and then they lost last year when they had like their best season on Jalen Mitchell ever. Like they lost in the first round. So right. I have no idea how this team's gonna do, but you know, give yourself the best chance. If uh, this is this is kind of their defining week right here, Southern right. Miss and La Tech for North Texas women's basketball. So yeah, and and they're doing it like they're. It's interesting they're doing it with like Quincy Noble's not playing fantastically right now. Like she's not. Ali Gomez so is playing well though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like they're doing it with like kind of in a way that I didn't really expect because I thought it'd be a lot of a lot of Quincy Noble basically um and she's playing fine but like she has a couple of single digit scoring performances in there so it's it's definitely been um kind of a testament to I think the roster uh depth as a whole all right let's roll through um is UTA still atop the women's standing Uh, they're one game back of Troy right now okay uh, which what, is what do we need a pretty here? good space to be because Troy always runs the regular season yes. pretty well. Two games left against Little Rock and Arkansas State. Got to you know win them both. It's not the end of the world if they don't win the conference, but I'm I'm still proud that I called it called my shot with this team. Yeah, this is this is yeah, my Texas, Texas, Texas State was on a winning streak until they got blown out by App. So they're I think that win streak kind of saved Texas State's season a little bit because um, it puts them in the middle of the conference for a better seating. Um, UTA has been, of course, running away with them and Troy have been kind of running away with the conference. So uh, that'll be that's basically I think going to be the, the tournament right there is going to come down to those two. Yeah. And the last team that we need to talk about is Anum Corpus Christi women. Well, Let's and, go and Houston Baptist. Let's yes. throw them in the two nine and one for Anum Corpus Christi, eight and two for Houston Baptist. Um, let me look at AM Corpus Christi schedule here. They got McNeese, then Houston Baptist, then Nichols. Houston Baptist versus AM Corpus Christi for the championship in Houston. Woo. It's February okay. 26th. I want to be, I want to be, I want to, I want that to happen because I want that to be, I want that to be happy. I want that to, I want to watch that game. Trying to I set up as many de facto that. conference championships as possible. <laughs> before the tournament i'm just hankering for like championships to be handed out at this yes. point well let me a little bit of a tangent are you pro regular season championship should you get the automatic bid in theory, I, in theory yes okay in practice there's no way they're not going to have a conference chant tournament sure. yes 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 they're not getting rid of the conference tournament. my thing is it's no question what the harder thing to do is. Yes, 100%. And you, Way more to impressive. me, you only screw over. And this is more for mid majors, of course, you know, big conference champions or 
if you win the Big 12 regular season, you're getting in because you're that good, right? But this is for the mid-majors. To me, it screws them over so many times. Like, because, like, what if what if North Texas loses to La Tech at the, you know, their regular season game and then loses in the first round? They're not getting in the tournament. And it's like, they don't get rewarded for, like, that insane run because, you know, yeah. I, I hate that. And so that's a this Corpus Christi team is, was one of those where it's like, they're, they're nine and one in the Southland. And then unless they, but they're not getting in unless they also win the tournament, you know? Yeah. So that's just, I, I, I am a huge, and it's also partially because I'm a bitter Texas state fan because <laughs> they got upset by app state last year, but you can go, you can just find examples everywhere in mid majors where it's like, no, oh, you also have to be perfect in the tournament to make the, to make the NCAA tournament. So yeah. I don't know. Not a, NIT. NIT is cool. It's fine. Whatever. Great. But I think you should be rewarded a lot more for that. But yeah, I'm trying. I know to it'll never go away. I just yeah, I don't know if there's anything they could do about it. Like you still have the like, could you still have the tournament and just have it as like a resume booster of sorts? Like maybe, or maybe just invite the top four teams to the conference tournament. And just have maybe, it like that, or maybe have yeah. Like I was about a, to say that—that's what it would have to be, right? You wouldn't have you wouldn't have these like ten of twelve teams getting in, or yeah. something like that, right? Twelve of fourteen, or whatever these conference. Basically, everybody gets in the conference tournament now. Exactly. Um, it used to be where it was like eight, but now it's like everybody. So it would definitely have to be like six to four or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I it bugs me, and you know the fact that Corpus Christi, like you know, having this great year. And they still might not get in because they could easily just slip against anybody yeah. in the conference tournament. Yeah, I don't know. But again, I guess that's, you know, that's, we love that about the NCAA tournament. You're right. It's like anybody can beat anybody and it's kind of the, the nature of this sport. So yeah. yeah. Conference tournament to the NCAA tournament. is just, yeah. who knows what in the world is going to happen over the next month. Like, geez. Um, but yeah, conference tournament time's almost here. I don't know when the women's, they 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 all start yeah they all play at the same time pretty much um, but it just depends on different dates I'm looking at it right now the Sun Belt uh, is the second fourth sixth and seventh at least that's what it says on the women's side yep. so and the men's men's coincides I think they start on the third so okay yeah so um, yeah we'll see how all that plays out and we'll have full conference previews conference tournament previews of the main conferences that we cover um where's the conference USA is in frisco right yeah it's in frisco again okay so I'm, i might try to make that home um, advantage still baby <laughs> or texas swinging that every time by the way frisco great location um uh, sunbelt hustling backwards you know they used to be in new orleans in the the uh new orleans university great great stadium i love that it has like the skyline in new orleans on it guess what they play now i feel like i've where, where did they play last year? Is it the same place as last year? I think so. I mean, okay, where, where is it? Pensacola, Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awful. That is awful. When I was a beat writer, I got to go, I got a free expense trip to New Orleans because my job, that was amazing. Are you kidding me? And they moved the headquarters. Is it actually, I think they might have moved the headquarters to Pensacola, but regardless, hustling backwards. What are you doing, Sumbo? You move from New Orleans to Pensacola, Florida to a retirement home. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Pick a cool spot for your conference tournament. Everybody will go. Frisco's a great location. That's awesome. I love that the Conference USA is held there. Pensacola, you, know, you got the beach. You know, like don't the beach. Don't give me that. No. There's water. There is, there's definitely, yeah, there is water. In there's Pensacola. Water. That's great. <laughs> there's water in Pensacola. Uh, so there you go. There's your, uh, man, we've just had some great rants today. <laughs> Excellent. Cool, if we're going to tie these damn tournament bids to the tournament, to the conference tournament, pick a cool location. <laughs> Frisco is great, though. Highly recommend. Frisco is great. Like Kansas Man, I City love it. the Big 12. I love the Big 12 in Kansas City. Like, Kansas City is a cool town. Like, pick a cool town. It's a good, it's a good point. I'm really going to miss the Conference USA tournament. Like, I'm going to miss not being able to, not, not being there for the first time. It's just like, yeah. it's so nice just sitting there watching games. I was about to say, like, yeah, being, I mean, you obviously went to school there, so it was, like, or around the area, at least, and so, like, you could just be there and just head home, like, after. <laughs> literally, literally, yeah. I just stayed, no, literally, I drive there, get there, like, whatever women's game I want to watch, because usually the women's games are in the morning, except for the semis, yeah. and I just watch whatever, like, North Texas play in the morning, and then 
just like chill there. They gave you some food. They had nice. Oh, it was great. I love it. And then the SEC is in Tampa. I was about so, to say, are you going to Tampa? No, I'm not going to Tampa. I'm not going. To, oh, okay. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll see. It's okay. It's all right. We'll be fine. But anyways, uh, that's all we got, I think. Unless you have any more, any more stories? Anything no, else? No, no, that's, that's it. I think I'm good there. Okay, we can wrap this podcast up then. Uh, yeah, you follow us on Twitter at DCT Basketball. Leave us a five-star rating and review, please. Uh, send it to a friend if you enjoyed it. Follow Ish on Twitter at Ishmael Johnson. Follow me on Twitter at Matthew Journey underscore. Thank you all for joining us, and we will talk to you all later.